0: Three, two, one. You ready? Listening to The Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your. Humble host Hunter here. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. So, got a quick, uh, got a couple reviews here for you guys tonight. Uh, we're starting off with Charlie's Angels, which, uh, (laughs) I just, you know, it's, it's funny. I was reading some reviews online because I was curious what people were saying. And this, uh, this did not open up well. This start, this opened up at number three, um, Uh, Congrats to Ford v Ferrari being number one, which I will review too here. Uh, Spoiler alert, it's great. But I went into Charlie's Angels kind of going, I don't know what to expect from this. I actually saw this on Thursday and re-watched... I was just laying in bed yesterday, and for some reason I got inspired to watch the other two. So I watched the, uh, uh, the 2000 reboot, Charlie's Angels, and then its sequel, Full Throttle. And the thing that... And you can say a lot about those movies, you can talk about the bad CG, Uh, even as a dude, I will be the first to admit, uh, even though I remember the show kind of being the same way, they definitely kind of, the movies depend on the concept that guys are just so horny, they don't recognize things like a retina scan inside of like a tuba and, and crap like that, like the movies really hinder on guys just being that horny and dumb that they can't recognized when these women are just kind of playing them, but I'll be the first to admit, I was sitting there watching the first Charlie's Angels and that whole scene with Drew Barrymore where she's uh, seducing the guy in the car so that Lucy Liu can put the uh, the tracker in the suitcase in uh, Tim Curry's character's trunk. I went, oh yeah, if Drew Barrymore looked, uh, looked the steering wheel in front of me, I'd probably be blazer-focused, not even paying attention to the outside world. So, I mean, fair, fair play movie, I guess, but... I think the thing thing about those movies too is that they were directed by a true uh, action director in in uh, in McG. Elizabeth Banks is directing this, and she's the uh, she's a writer and a producer. Uh, she's the only writer on this, and she's uh, uh yeah, so director, producer, screenwriter on this. And I think what I noticed about this the most is the film is not it's not very well directed and this is only the second thing she's directed i believe the second uh, the first was the uh, was a uh, pitch perfect uh, 2 i want to say and what's frustrating about this movie is that yes is the script bad at points uh yeah it's uh, it's not great uh so she, yeah, she directed pitch perfect 2 so oh and she did a segment movie for 43 so yeah, great but uh <laughs> but elizabeth banks i like elizabeth banks uh, she... This is gonna sound so mean, but I really can't think of another way to put it. I really think she wants to be Tina Fey. I think she wants to be in that, kind of that tier of someone who is a great actress, is a great writer, is a great producer, and all due respect to Elizabeth Banks, she's not there yet. I'm not saying she can't get there, but this movie really, really just kind of makes you roll your eyes at points and go, ugh, okay, so... Getting into the plot here, and I use the term plot very loosely, this is kind of a reboot, but it also has some Easter eggs from the first, like, acknowledging the first two movies. Uh, You you saw the, uh, uh, there's a point in the movie, you see the race suits they were wearing during that Drew Barrymore, the the Dylan scene that I uh, aforementioned. So, there are little Easter eggs and stuff in the movie that I did kind of find kind of cool. So... Basically, this movie, it stars Kristen Stewart, who... Let's talk about Kristen Stewart real quick. I know people have been very, I'll say iffy, about uh, Robert Pattinson being uh, Batman, of course, uh, coming up here in a couple couple years. I really think people need to kind of give Kristen Stewart a little bit of a break. Yes, uh, the Twilight movies are not what you would call uh, great, uh, uh, great cinema, but... But at the same time, I really liked her in Welcome to the Rileys. If you haven't seen that, I highly recommend. She was really great in Adventureland. She was great in... I thought she. I actually really enjoyed uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. I know that might be surprising to some, but I really enjoy that movie. And I thought she did a good job as Joan Jett in The Runways. Um, she did this movie, uh, Personal Shopper, that I actually really liked, too. So she's done... pardon me, she's done some stuff that I really have enjoyed. Long story short, give her a chance, you know, I I think she is really doing a great job of not only doing primarily indie stuff, but she's doing a good job of kind of establishing her brand, and one thing that will kind of, I think in many ways will kind of make or break your experience of this movie is what you think about uh, her portrayal of uh, Sabina Wilson, because it felt like Elizabeth Banks went, I want to play off of the awkwardness that Kristen Stewart actually has because her character makes so many just awkward jokes. I was sitting there going, man, this is almost like a... This is like, almost like someone in their first year of college trying to interact with <laughs> with other students who just isn't a very social person because when they bring in a name Scott's character, Elena... It's funny to see her kind of interact with her and try to get her comfortable. That's probably the most humor I actually got from this movie was how uncomfortable uh, Kristen Stewart was. I haven't seen, uh, <coughs> pardon me, I haven't seen the, other, the the third angel really in anything. She's been she's done stuff here and there, but she's kind of an unknown, mostly short uh, shorts. Uh, this this girl uh, Ella Blinska Balins- uh, is the one I'm gonna go with. She plays Jane, and I'm gonna tell you right now. She gave me, (coughs) pardon me, uh, talking. uh, She gave me Mackenzie Davis from Terminator, uh, dark fate vibes. I think this woman could be an amazing, amazing, uh, uh, action actress. Uh, She should be playing superhero. To to be completely honest, watching her, I was really going, okay, she has just a physicality to her that almost reminds me, (coughs) pardon me. It almost reminds me of UFC fighter. She just has this very great physical presence on screen. And most of the stunt work, while I don't think it's great, a lot of the stuff with her... There's this chase scene, uh, I want to say in Paris. <coughs> oh my gosh, I cannot not stop coughing. Sorry, guys. There's this uh, fight scene, or, or the chase scene in Paris, where she is uh, shooting at this bad guy. And just the way... That she's exhibiting just this tenacity throughout the scene, I thought was really well done. So, the, the plot of this movie, I was trying, I completely got way off it. The plot is so simple. It's, it's your classic. We developed a piece of technology. Of course, it can be weaponized because why wouldn't it be able to? Uh, I, I did get a kick of seeing. Uh, uh, Nat, uh, or I think I think it's Nate, I'll say Nat, Nat, uh, Nat Faxon, who I just remember him from uh, You're the Worst. I think he's great on that show. But it was really funny seeing him in here. He plays the boss, kind of the head of this organization. He plays uh, Peter Fleming. And just seeing him be such a dick <laughs> to Naomi Scott's uh, Elena did give me some laughs. Because he's being an asshole in a way that you would get sued and lose... Probably uh, lose your company. Uh, just so he's talking down to her, and with a it's a, a dash of sexual harassment. It's like, dude, come on. So, and I can't even say this is a complaint because I feel like this is our real world, real world to an extent. There, the way that men—not all, but most of the men—treat the women in this movie, you go. There is a point I was going, okay, that's a little much, but I think about it and I go, well, I unfortunately have heard stories like this, so it's not unrealistic. <sighs> Say what you will about uh, the 2000 movies, because the 2000 uh, Charles Angels movies, their plots are very similar, you know, a uh, piece of tech that can be weaponized, Angels have to stop if Mink sold to someone, et cetera, et cetera. That's exactly what this is. So if there is a complaint it, it's a complaint but almost maybe a strength because the movie just goes, well, you guys know what the, the score is. We can keep this very simple and you'll hopefully come along with us. I appreciate it. I think this is the best part of the movie is uh, Naomi Scott's Elena. She's very much playing similar to Thor first landing, uh, first being uh, brought to Earth. It's very much a fish out of water story and her being kind of, our avatar for how the uh, uh, for how the Townsend agency works. I actually really appreciate it. This movie has a couple of really good ideas too. So again, it, it seems like it is playing off the the 2000 movies. Again, not a direct sequel, but it seems enough of one in the sense that. The Charlie's Angels, the whole Townsend agency has gone global, so you have Bosley's in multiple parts of the world, including Michael Strahan, uh, which I was like, what? Michael Strahan's in this? I mean, you see him for maybe 10 seconds, but it was kind of a random, hilarious cameo, which I appreciated. And uh, Patrick Stewart, he's playing uh, John Bosley, and (laughs) we always say full spoilers, so I'll say full spoilers here. The trailers for this movie really weren't getting me excited. I really was sitting there each time I saw it going, Oh man, I really don't... I don't give a shit about this. I want it to be good, but I don't really care. This movie telegraphs the villain so easily. And the moment this movie starts, about uh, 10 minutes in, when you see Jean Bosley walk in to the scene, you see the scene, uh, or part of the scene in the trailer, uh, Sabina is talking to this one uh, guy who, uh, he, uh, oh, God, he runs, like, an animal organization or something, he he's super rich, that's all you need to know, and they and the angels end up taking him down because he's been laundering or stealing, like, humanita- uh, humanitarian aid money, and that whole scene, that's where the problems of this movie become very apparent very quickly, because Elizabeth Banks, she's just not She's not used to shooting an action scene. So you see all the hand-to-hand stuff. I think it gets better as the movie goes on, but it's not particularly well filmed at any point. And for this this movie, that's a huge problem because there's a decent amount of hand-to-hand in this. And again, that's where it, it does pay to have someone like Mick G who knows how to direct action scenes. But they have a whole big uh, you're retiring, congratulations for everything, uh, for Bosley, It's so the moment you see that, you go, oh, cool, so Patrick Stewart's the villain, and it was kind of cool to see Patrick Stewart play the villain, it, it feels like I haven't seen that since, uh, since, uh, since Green Room, uh, Green Room, which I loved him in, but it is so telegraphed, and he is being very much, you know, classic, ho, 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 I tricked you, uh, mustache crawling villain, and so luckily it's Patrick Stewart, so he can make some of the dialogue that's very not uh, well written uh, feel better than it actually is on screen. <sighs> One thing I really did not notice too about the 2000s movies, rewatching them, is Lucy Liu, Drew Barrymore, and uh, Cameron Diaz. You really felt like there's chemistry between the three of them, and you felt like they were having fun acting with each other, and that's kind of contagious in, in those two movies, and it, it helped cover up a lot of the sins that those movies had, because by no mean are those films perfect, but they are so much fun because the girls are having fun, and it, the movie knew what it was. It knew how to make fun of itself and how to kind of go wink-wink, nudge-nudge, we know this is dumb at points, but hey, you get some action scenes, you get some comedy, and those movies, more even than this, uh, the those movies were more comedies with action thrown in. This is more of a straightforward action film with a dash of comedy, and that's another part where the comedy, uh, the film really falls flat, is that the comedy aspects just were not well were not well handled for me, and that was something that kept. Uh, rearing its ugly head, unfortunately, which was a bummer because there are points I wanted to laugh at this. There's a point where Kristen Stewart earlier in the movie, I want to say they're talking about like when these rich guys they took down and she goes, oh, more money, more problems. And then later on in the movie, they have, they're at this horse track and and she, and they, I can't even remember the set the of this, but when the girl, the angel says something to her and she goes, oh, more money, more horses. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? It just comes from nowhere. And the movie just moves on. Like, yep, totally fine. Uh, it's 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 weird <laughs> how the movie just kind of goes past that. And, again, I really think so much of the movie is going to depend on if you like Kristen Stewart or not. Because they give her most of the comedy. And most of the comedy is almost that awkward, like, almost like British comedy. Where it can get so awkward and they kind of hammer it into the ground. I personally find that funny at points. Uh, here I found it funny at points, but there are other points where I went, that's just weird, and that's not even really a, a, a joke, it just felt like you kind of saying something, so, uh, yeah, that was a bit of a complaint, Naomi Scott, man, I, I, I keep saying, after I, I, remember when we reviewed it, when I saw her on Power Rangers, I thought, man, this, this, this young woman, she's, she's special, I, I don't know what it is, but, uh, I like her, I mean, honestly, I mean, she's gorgeous, but, She's got screen presence about her, and she seems to really just deep dive into whatever character uh, she's playing. And I thought, I didn't—I had no idea she's sang, but until Aladdin, and oh my god, she's incredible. She's my favorite part about this movie, because I felt like she was the one trying the most it's cool to actually see her kind of become more and more comfortable in the situation that she's in because and this actually makes me hate uh, Terminator uh, Dark Fate even more because the uh, what the girl's name uh, Ariel I want to say having her in that position of you know being the uh, you know being the, the figurehead of the resistance and seeing her the movie attempt to convince you that she's worthy of that role I never felt like by the end of the movie that she had earned the big position that was being thrust upon her. Here, watching Naomi Scott's uh, Elena, I really did feel okay. She's taking her bumps. As the movie goes on, she does get more into the action scenes. And so by the end of the movie, I went, you know what, hell yeah, she is earned the right. Uh, to being an angel by this point, uh, the other thing, one the other thing I really appreciated is that since they do have multiple Bosleys all throughout the uh, all throughout the world because the Townsend agency is global now, I really like the fact that they treated Bosley like a rank. That was a really really clever uh, tweak. I went, you know what? Yeah, that would make sense. And they even say Bosley is like our version of lieutenant. So I really actually appreciated that uh, that whole that whole uh, little explanation as far as there being ranks in the agency and how they explain that away that was really well done the one thing that just pissed me off to know in you have uh, a jumon honsu in this and I love uh Hansu. Honsu I think he's an incredible actor of course we know him from you know Amistad uh, uh, guardians of the galaxy Captain Marvel uh, he's he's great I just I love him whenever he's in something I always get so excited but uh this was just such a bummer because he's in the movie for about ten minutes and he gets killed. And I was like, well, that it would have been nice to see, you know, more of you <laughs> before before you got killed. That's really kinda shitty. So that 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 was that was a sticking point for me, because I just love seeing him and stuff and kinda losing him so early. I went, eh, okay. I gotta talk about this guy, because I haven't seen him anything that comes to mind, but uh, Luis uh, Garrado-Mendez, he plays this guy named Saint, and what I really appreciate, and this is something else I will give the movie credit for, you feel like they're gonna have, you know, their cue, their version of Q, and they do, and this guy named Saint, um, but, <coughs> pardon me, what I appreciate about Saint is that he's really, he knows about the gadgets, but he's not pushing gadgets on them, he's the one saying, hey, girls you need to meditate or hey I have you know I cooked this healthy meal for you girls or Oh hey, your uh, uh uh Elena actually gets hurt during that car chase in Paris I mentioned earlier, and he goes up to her and basically pops her shoulder back into place. She didn't even know her shoulder. I think it was her shoulder that was separated, and she didn't even know that was separated. He's like, yeah, you know, my job is to keep uh you know the angels limber and keeping their you know their bodies right and their minds right. And I w- and I really appreciate that little wrinkle, kind of having a uh you know like a shaman there for you. I went, you know what? Okay, that's that's actually very clever. Uh, So, there, and that's what's so frustrating, is that I think with a punch-up, a couple punch-ups on this, especially for the humor, I really think this could have been a better film than what we got. This is not in any way a, uh, I don't think it's a disaster some people are saying it is, but... I read a couple of reviews saying this is four out of five stars. I let's calm down; it's not that good either. So you know, I kind of fall somewhere here in the middle. There is a scene where they uh, they end up having to break into uh, Elena's old job. This whole office scene where they uh, the, the angels split up. I thought that scene was actually really well done. And, of course, the scene does kind of... Uh, the movie does end, you know, kind of a big uh, kind of boss battle, as it were. And I like the way this uh, this kind of this club or this party they end up getting into. I do like the way that stuff is shot, for the most part. It is just hard to see because there's some of the hand-to-hand stuff that's just not well... Uh, that's just not well filmed. So, th- the movie kept losing me at points, but I would find something to make me go, Oh, alright, that's not bad. But... It, it's it's frustrating because you feel like this is in the in the climate we're in right now this is prime charlie's angels is prime for a reboot and i think if someone else writes this and i kind of have to put that out there or if she has a co-writer i would be willing to see what a sequel to this would be do i doubt we're getting one if the box office returns or any indication but i would be curious to see a continuation to this since we kind of have the foundation set and i will say stay after uh the, i don't know if there's an end credit scene because i actually i didn't say for the end credits but uh there are several mid credit scenes that i think that if you're Uh, that if you're a woman, you'll go, oh, hell yeah. It actually kind of got me... It kind of made me more mad at the movie because I went, oh, you had these scenes here. Why couldn't I have gotten this feeling for the whole movie? Like, where was that? So, it's a little frustrating because there is stuff here that is good. But, damn it, there's some stuff here that's just so bad, it it almost takes you out of it. Uh, I, I did enjoy this more than Terminator Dark Fate, so, I mean, I'll give it that. But, as far as... I saw this at uh, I saw this at night. Too. I saw this like at ten like ten twenty at night, and I really was sitting there going, "Man, I I I, I kind of wish I would have seen this early day, you know, so I could have gotten in and out and not ended my night with this." So, yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but again, it's not the train wreck that some people are saying it is. So I'm gonna give this uh uh I'll give this a C. I think that's fair. Uh, not not terrible, not the best thing ever, but. Again, I think there's room for improvement here, and Elizabeth Banks. Sorry, I, I really think you need help writing the uh, the next installment. And I will say too, she she came out in this interview today, which just yes, girl, come on now. She was talking to Wall Street Journal about uh, Chris, I guess people were criticizing her for doing another Charlotte's Angels film, which I was. I, I don't know why people could be criticizing that, but. What whatever. So she had been She came out and said, "You you've had you've had thirty seven Spider Man films and you're not complaining." I think women are allowed to have one or two action franchises every uh, every seventeen years. So here's the thing. She's right. She's a thousand percent correct. It's not like, uh, it's not like you know women are unfortunately being given you know these big action franchises to head. I mean you know we just got Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, but. How long away has that been? But at the same time, though, if you're going to talk about, you know, how your film should be uh, respected more, you got to make it better. You know, it's not a gender thing. You made a bad Charlie's Angels movie, and you're the director and the writer on it, So I can and a producer on it, so I can put this on you. Uh, it's not like you're directing someone else's script. Uh, you should have brought it, and she didn't, so... I, it, it's a bummer. Uh, it, it really is a bummer that this couldn't have been better, but, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, it, hopefully there's someone out there who's really wanting to make this good, because I think, I, it really feels like Elizabeth Banks did this because it fell in her lap, and more to try to get, just pass off the name, the, 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 the name brand, instead of putting in work to actually make this good, uh, which sucks, because now we may not get anything else from this franchise for a while but uh yeah hopefully hopefully Me gives someone else a shot at this but yeah, see for me. But uh, guys, have you seen Charlie's Angels? Let us know what you thought in the comments below. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott and Colin on Twitter at NeermanTheFirst the First and the Real. That's R E E L O'Neill respectively. And go ahead and like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. And uh, uh, I think I said Podbean, SoundCloud, but just in case, Podbean, SoundCloud, and Spotify at the Real Pineapple, uh, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up this upcoming week uh, for Frozen, Frozen Two, uh, Beautiful Date in the Neighborhood, and Twenty One Bridges. Got a, a lot of content coming out to you guys here, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.